Many people feel divorce is a death sentence, but with the right support and guidance, you can move through the process with knowledge, skills, and confidence. It can also be a time of growth and progress. As a divorce and empowerment coach, I'm an invaluable member of your divorce team. I help you understand and navigate the process, come to terms with your emotions, avoid costly mistakes, learn skills to help you communicate and negotiate, find your true voice, and create an empowered life post-divorce. If you're interested in learning more, schedule a free consultation at HerEmpowereddivorce.com. Hi, beautiful. I am so glad you're here with me today. And I am excited about this episode. We have a returning guest, Scarlett DeBees. And Scarlett is going to talk to us about hair and makeup. So many of my clients come to me and say, you know, I really feel frumpy or I don't feel alive and I'm wearing the same things and using the same makeup and doing my hair the same way that I have for 20 years. And I want a change. So Scarlett's going to talk to us about that. She's a personal image styling consultant, and if you want to know about how what you wear can help you, then tune to episode 79 where Scarlett talks about how fashion can help as well. And that was so interesting, I asked her to talk about makeup and hair. So hi Scarlett, how are you doing today? Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm doing good. And I'm happy to talk about hair and, and a lot more talk about makeup because it's all part of the package. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I hear a, a number of people say, or a number of women say, I don't want to dress. I don't want to wear makeup or do my hair for them. And I've always felt that my makeup and hair and clothing is for me. Am I wrong in that? No, you're not wrong because, I, you know, as I always say, what, what you see affects how you feel. And if you feel insecure or like not put together, it, it affects everything about you. It affects your self-confidence, affects how you talk to people, affects how much you want to be seen. So the, the beautiful thing about makeup and hair is it doesn't have to be complicated. It can be very easy and very quick to apply and to, and to do. So it doesn't have to get complicated, but the benefits are multiple, multiple. Awesome. So why do you think wearing makeup makes a difference? You know, it's, it's sort of like, um, you know, when you don't want to bump into anybody because you're not wearing the right clothes or that ones that make you feel good or that you're not wearing any makeup. I mean, most people, when we run out to get some milk, we don't want to put any makeup on because it's a quick errand, but we sure pray and hope and plead with the universe. <laughs> <laughs> that we don't bump into anybody that we know. Inevitably, we do. Um, <laughs> so, I order my groceries online and they're delivered. <laughs> Sometimes you need the milk. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So so it, it just, it, it adds a little bit of confidence to, to a woman. I mean, I have clients, I mean, I have a client, she's in her early 40s and she never really wore makeup. 
And now that she's back in the dating world, she realized that she was looking, you know, her clothes were great, but she was looking like kind of sad and Mm -hmm. not well, you know? So right, kind of pasty. Yeah, a little pasty, a little, you know, like not well. Like if you're not well, you don't put on makeup. So um, I showed her a very simple routine. So she still looks natural and, and, and easygoing. But she's got a little oomph, little edge that nobody has to know why her skin tone is perfect or why, you know, her eyes are popping out more. Nobody has to know why. But the makeup, the just the right amount and the right products can give you that that boost in how you look, how others see you and how you feel about yourself. Absolutely. And I think women coming through the divorce process, there's there's such a stress toll and a pain toll and a grief toll that we're not really feeling all that great about ourselves. So I think any little boost on the inside or the out is a wonderful thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you, and you did touch upon something that I wanted to, you know, go over a little bit that a lot of women, and you've seen this in older women, are wearing their hairstyle the same way they did like 20, 30, 40 years ago. And sometimes makeup is the same too. And what happens is you're really making yourself look older. You know, definitely not current. I mean, mean, not that long ago, you would still see women running around with, um, you know, bright blue eyeshadow and orange lipstick. (laughs) Right. You know, that was a thing once, but it doesn't yeah. look that great when you're in your 60s, 70s and 80s and, and, and more, you know. So um, the other the other thing I really want to share is that when we were younger, a lot of us wore extra makeup, heavier makeup because we were trying to look older, maybe to get into a club, ah. guilty, um, or, you know, to get a drink at a bar, guilty, um, or just to look, you know. <laughs> Just to look, you know, older, because when you're young, you can't wait to be older. And then, of course, as soon as you hit like 23, you're like, oh, my God, it's all over. I want to be younger. (laughs) But the the, the beauty of makeup is that it can transform you. So when you're younger and you wear a lot of makeup, it definitely will make you look older. And the same holds true when you're older. So if you wear too much makeup as you get wiser and, and more experienced in life, it will make you look older. And that's the exact opposite of what most women are trying to accomplish when they put on makeup. So the oh. good news is less is more. You can actually wear less makeup and softer colors and look at your age or maybe even a little younger. And it's so much easier to put on too because there's so much less to do, right? Right. Right. It's really important to like, if you have 14 products that you use to put on your face, you're probably good with four. (laughs) So it's really can, you really can minimize the routine and minimize the heaviness of the look. Nope. You know, you don't want to be the person, um, years ago, people used to make fun of Tammy Faye because she wore so much makeup and they used to sell t-shirts. There's actually, I'm sorry, there's actually a t-shirt that said, I ran into Tammy Faye at the mall and it had makeup all over it. Yeah. Yeah, it's hysterical. But that's what a lot of women they get in the habit of wearing a lot, and then they they have a hard time seeing themselves when they wear less makeup because they're yes. thinking I have to look like I used to look to look good. But it, it, in all honesty, you actually look better when you wear less. You really do, and it's easier and quick to do. 
Why, why do some women have a tough time knowing what kind of makeup and what colors to wear? Well, one thing is, same thing with fashion. Don't listen to people telling you, you know, what you should be wearing. So years ago, the cosmetic companies would like tell you what your spring look should be, what your, you know, fall, winter, summer look should right. be. And that was horrible advice as it is in fashion, because there is no such thing as one size fits all, one look fits all. Gotcha. Second thing is, if you get your makeup done at a beauty counter in a store, their goal is not to teach you how to apply the makeup. Their goal is to sell you makeup. Sell you makeup. You know? And then you go home with all these products and then you try to reproduce this result that they gave you and you can't because nobody mm -hmm. taught you. So right. it's really, really a great idea to get a makeup artist who can teach you how to do it. I used to be a makeup artist when I would mm -hmm. help somebody with their makeup. And you can you can ask this at a department store. They're not going to like it, but I advise asking it. You ask them, okay, you do one step on the eye and then let you do the other eye. Yes. So you can learn as you go. Same thing with the computer. I can't learn anything if somebody is doing it for me. I need to be told and touch it and do it myself, right? So that's one thing. Ask them to slow down and let you learn it yourself. If you can learn to apply it yourself, you will be able to be successful at duplicating a look and you're going to be a lot less stressed out. I mean, there's nothing worse than, you know, getting stressed out about how you look. So one less thing to worry about. The other thing is that um, they're there to sell you a lot of products. So I advise, you know, women to ask for the minimal look, like the easiest routine. So what they're going to do is in the stores, they're going to sell you like a palette. Okay. And then they end up using like two shadows out of the 10 palette. So you've wasted your money. Where instead, you can buy individual colors, you know, like this, you know. Um, I advise all women to stay in the creamy, like, like I only have three colors on and they're just like creamy tones, this and then a brown. If you stay in that, you have a very natural look, but it makes the eyes more awake looking, more popped up. And, um, uh, I always also suggest when people put on their makeup to put everything on their eyes going up and never down. Cause if you go down, you have a creepy look and, Never underline the entire bottom of your eye because that'll make your eyes look smaller. I just do the outer corner and that makes the eyes, my, I have small eyes, make the eyes look a little bigger and more pronounced. Um, you don't have, you, so all you really need is like, you know, two shadows to keep it really simple. Um, I, oh, I do suggest everybody get a base, which is a, this is a creamy beige. And I put that on first because most of us have redness on our eyelids. And again, as we get more wiser and experienced, it gets more pronounced. So when you put something on like this, it just evens out the skin tone. So you can get one that matches your skin tone. So if you're darker, you would get a darker one. And that evens out the skin tone. So when you put on the shadows, you have an even covering, you know? And is that the same thing? I know there's face primer and there's eye primer. Is yeah. that what you're talking about? So the eye primer has color to it. It's the color of your skin tones. So you're literally, it's kind of like you're doing the, um, when you paint your room, it's, you, you make the even surface so that the actual color sticks it is truer, to, you know, it's truer. So, so that's really what it is. The face primer is a product, if you have it, use it, but I don't think it's that necessary unless you're like a real makeup, you know, person all the time. Um, a really nice tip for women with makeup, not everybody likes the feeling of foundation, you know, and if you're not used to wearing it, it, it really bothers some people. So what I suggest is taking your foundation 
and putting just like one drop in your hand and then putting your suntan lotion in there or your, or your moisturizer. I prefer something with some SPF protection. You mix it up. Now you have a tinted moisturizer. So you're protecting skin and you have very soft coverage. It's really, really helpful people who are just not like, they don't like the feeling of it. So this takes away that heaviness feeling and it's very natural looking, you know, it's nice. And SPF is so important to protecting your skin from looking old. Yep. 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 Yeah. You know, all that stuff that we might've done way back when with mineral oil and those horrible things that I don't think you can buy anymore. Those um, mirrored shields that you put on your face, you can get triple magnification of the sun. You pay the price later on big time. So the, the faster you put on some SPF, I, you can start at 65. It's still going to help you. Um, the better off you are. And also, I mean, I have a client who can't even go in the sun because of all the um, skin cancer lesions that she gets now from all the damage she did when she was younger. So protect as early as you can. Yeah, I um, don't go in the sun at all, and I live at the beach. So everybody that I talk to is all bronze, and I'm just pale white. Um, do you have any advice for pale white people? <laughs> uh, <laughs> first of all, I'm with you. I think that's great. And you know what? In 10, 20 years, they're going to be jealous. So that's, you know, <laughs> So just saying. If you're really all white, you don't want to change your skin tone with makeup because then it's going to look odd, you know, a light neck and then a dark face. So right. I would say if you are if you are light, just don't go dramatic on the colors on your on your um, blush and on your eyeshadow. Again, keep the beigey, you know, beigey colors, okay. a little bit of brown. Um, I sometimes add a little bit of navy eyeshadow in the corners of my eyes when I want to glam up a little bit, and I again brush okay. it up. Uh, a soft colored brush, um, blush, and easy on the eyeliner, so that it's not right. so much contrast. That's that's why it kind of gets a little wonky. If you're very light skinned and you have lots of darkness everywhere, that contrast is going to be very jarring. So you want to go just a little softer when possible, okay. and then also wear softer colored clothes, um, so you don't have so much of a. If you're so concerned about looking very white, that's all. <laughs> Many people feel divorce is a death sentence, but with the right support and guidance, you can move through the process with knowledge, skills, and confidence. It can also be a time of growth and progress. As a divorce and empowerment coach for over 25 years, I'm an invaluable member of your divorce team. I help you understand and navigate the process, come to terms with your emotions, avoid costly mistakes, learn skills to help you negotiate, find your true voice, and create an empowered life post-divorce. If you're intrigued and want to learn more, schedule a free consultation with me at HerEmpoweredDivorce.com. And now let's get back to the show. So um, our drugstore brands, this is always a question, are drugstore brands better or worse than, let's say, department store brands or even plastic surgeon quality brands? Yeah. Yeah, the plastic surgeon stuff, they're making a lot of money on those products. The commission is really, really high. Um, I do not recommend them because I, 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 you're just making them richer. So just saying. 
Um, you have to like study ingredients and know ingredients. You can get some great things in a drugstore and you can get some great things at the department stores or like Sephora or Ulta like that, you know, kind of stuff. Right. Um, when it comes to makeup, once you know, the like if you find, let's for instance, like I, I like use this creamy beige, which is hard to see, but it's just a, it's just a very soft beige. Um, you is, that find Mac? is that this a is Mac? Is that a Mac product? Yep. Okay. Because Mac, you can buy an individual color and you don't have to buy necessarily a whole shebang, which is what they try to sell you in the stores. Um, right. So you can, you know, you can find a, a beigey color in the um, CVS or Walgreens, you know, wherever, whatever drugstore you happen to have, you know, right. um, mm. or Sephora's brand. I mean, it, it's, it's out there. Um, when it comes to uh, mascara, I do everything drugstore. Almost everything I own is drugstore. You know, this lipstick I wore today, specifically today, is a L'Oreal lipstick, you know, and it's very neutral and it works for almost anybody. And you can just go soft. That's the other thing. If you have, if you don't want to go, if you're not a makeup person, you don't want to all of a sudden put on a red lipstick. It's not going to work. But something kind of neutral like this works, you know? Um, so I, I, I have nothing against the drugstores. I, I believe in saving money anytime you can. So play around. And if, if you buy something in a drugstore, just so you know, it, it looks like one thing. And when you put it on, it's completely different. You can return it. They will take it. Oh, back. okay. Yeah. That's a good idea. Are, is there any mascara? My life has been a search for the best mascara. Is there one you recommend? No, I'm still searching. <laughs> yeah, I'm still searching. They changed their formulations. So that's the problem. You know, there would be a mascara like Max Factor had one. It was pink with the green top. I forgot what it was. It's not as good as it used to be, in my opinion. You know, um, Lancome has some good ones, but they have like four or five different ones. So it gets very confusing. That's the kind of thing you have to really experiment because some people want thick, thick, thick lashes, right? And then other mascaras like the one I'm wearing, it's very soft and subtle. So if you're not a makeup wearer and you're also trying to, you know, tone down, refresh your look, I would go with a little bit less heavy. Um, there's another mascara that some people like, I think it's by Thrive and they're actually tubes. So when you put the mascara on, but when you take it off, it's really weird because you have all these tools on your face. So it's not, not for everybody, but this is the kind of thing you have to real. it's like underwear. You have to experiment till you find the one that's right for you. But the drugstores have tons to choose from tons. I always have a challenge with removing my makeup. Do you have any tips for that? Yeah, you have, well, you have to check what you're having. So if you're wearing, I don't do not advise waterproof mascara unless it's for some event that you know, you're going to be crying a lot weddings and funerals basically you know that's when you need a waterproof mascara otherwise stay away from it because it is tough on your eyelashes when you try to remove it um the oil-free makeup removers for me are the most pleasant to use because they don't make that you know like you can't see for a while after you take off your makeup thing um but lancome actually has in my opinion the best eye makeup remover and it's it's a blue liquid. I don't even know the name of it, but it's their makeup remover. And it is the most effective at taking off heavy makeup without pulling on your lashes. So that's, that. I do recommend that product a lot. So what products would you say are the minimum? If a woman's just starting out, what are the minimum products that she should start with? 
She should start with the primer, which is in a color of her skin tone. So in my case, it's a beige color. Um, and, and that's for the eyes or for the face? Just for the eyes. Okay. Don't worry about the face. You're just going to use tinted moisturizer or foundation over your regular moisturizer. And then for, after you put on that primer, this is only if you have uneven skin tone. If your lids are perfectly beige and there's no redness and no dark circles, no brown up here, you don't need it. And then all you need really is a light beige and then one a little bit darker. And the light beige you put on everywhere from your lashes to your eyebrow. And the one that's a little bit darker, you put on your lid and a little bit on the corner and you brush it up. And then just a, a little bit of eye pencil. Eye pencil is intended to make your lashes look thicker. It is not intended to make a line around your eyes. So, so if you want, you know, if I suggest for someone who's not a heavy makeup, makeup wearer to wear a black brown pencil, not a black pencil. Because again, it's too harsh. And you want to draw a line or make dots and then connect them with the pencil as close to your um, upper lashes as you possibly can get, and then call it a day, and then put on some mascara, you know? The eyes would take no more than four minutes, really, if that. You know? The more you do it, the faster it goes. Then you want to put on your foundation or make your own tinted moisturizer, as I suggested, and a tiny bit of blush, just a tiny bit, soft color, and be very careful not to apply it People tend to do this a lot too close to the nose because that's like saying, look at my nose, look at my nose. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to stay right out here and everything that you put on, this um, eyeshadow, blush, foundation or tinted moisturizer, you want everything to disappear. Never you want to see where color starts and stops. So your um, eyeshadow out here should just sort of fade away. Your blush color should fade into your skin. No, because you see this a lot, no streak, right? Or no circle, right? That's going to look like a doll or something. So it's not, not good. So always blend, blending. You can just use your fingers or a cotton ball, but that's really all you need. And then a little bit of a basic a neutral color lipstick and you're good to go. Okay, so let's shift gears. What about hair? <laughs> okay, so I might've mentioned to you that I'm follically challenged because I... <laughs> terrible hair and I, um, I I have hair that just sort of grows as I speak it just bushes out mm -hmm. and so a friend told me about this this product this this blow dryer brush okay it's changed my life because I now can this takes maybe four minutes where your hair is almost dry you take this sucker and as you're brushing your hair it smooths it out so I did this yesterday, right? And so I look the same as if I had gone to my hairstylist. The trick with this is if you have very thick hair like I do, you want to get the flatter version. And if you have very thin hair, you want to get the round one, like a barrel shape. Interesting. Yeah. So okay. I have a client across the country from me, very, very thin hair, and she shared with me her frustrations. So I suggested she gets this thing. People stop her now on the street and compliment her hair. Because now yes. she's Oh, it looks, it looks fabulous. So this has really saved my life. So I let my hair almost dry or blow, dry my hair with a regular blow dryer until it's almost dry. I do this five minutes tops. And I, and I look like I had curlers in or I went to the stylist. It has changed my life. <laughs> so I highly recommend it. You know, so it's a blow dryer brush altogether. And then we have hair color. So as we get older and wiser and more experienced, 
our hair color sometimes has to go a little softer, just like it is with makeup and even with clothing colors. We have to go a little softer. So I have a, uh, I have a client who has had very dark hair, and then as she became all gray, she didn't want to go the gray route. So she actually is almost a blonde now, which is completely different than she used to be, but it really works well on her. Um, if some people, especially during the pandemic, they stopped dyeing their hair because they weren't able to go to the salon and they began to see, you know what? It, it looks good. So some women with gray hair are stunning. I mean, there are young girls who are dyeing their hair gray. I think they're, I think they're crazy, but still, you know, so, you know, so like if you have like colored eyes, blue eyes, and you want to go silver, it's a stunning combination. It really is. I highly recommend it. Um, I'm not ready to go there yet, but if I was to become more gray than brown, I would. I would eventually do that and and own it. There's there's a whole society of called Silver Sisters, you know, embracing embracing their gray. So, but another thing you can do is just add some highlights around your face, and that helps um, camouflage the grays as they start growing in, which they seem to grow in the day after you get your hair colored. By the way. I'm still not understanding the logic of that whole experience, but anyway. Um, but but again, the, this this tool life changing and time saving. I'll tell you that. And um, play with the color a little bit. Ask your stylist for a little uh, some tips. You know, sometimes they they are being told to do everything the same, but it's worth asking them. Do you have any re any recommendations for me? And they they typically know what they're doing, and they have some good recommendations. What if a woman doesn't go to a hairstylist and just lets her hair grow and grow and long and long as she gets older? Any thoughts on that? It's bad. It's bad. Okay. Um, uh, years ago, I did a presentation. Um, many years ago, it was two thousand and eight, and a lot of people lost their job. A lot. And I did a, a presentation on helping you, you know, you know, do well on interviews. And one woman stood up exactly like you're describing. And she'd been in the job for like 20 something years. So it didn't matter what she looked like, but she hadn't cut her hair in all that time. So she had incredibly long and scraggly because it wasn't cut ever. And it was all silver and whatever natural color was in there also. And it made her look incredibly old. It made her look very outdated and it made her look like no one's going to hire someone that looks like they're not keeping up, you know, or not looking like they take good care of themselves. So you can, you can find somebody out there to cut your hair. If anything, just three times a year, if you're really, really resistant to it, but you have to cut your hair to have the ends healthy and to have the ends straight. Um, but the whole um, Rip Van Winkle look is not going to fly out there in the world. It's, it's, it's not, I do not recommend it. And it doesn't make a woman feel very good either. And any woman who says, I don't care, is lying to herself and to us because everybody loves a compliment. Nobody ever goes, oh, I hate that. They love a compliment. And you only get them when you show that you take care of yourself. Absolutely. Scarlett, how can our listeners find you? Oh, I welcome them to go to Scarlet, that's S-C-A-R-L-E-T-T, image.com. There you okay. can find more tips, a way to contact me, and also you have a resource to my guide to help you use clothes to look, and accessories to look up to 10 pounds thinner. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being with me today. This has been very interesting, and I always believe that if you feel better on the outside, it also perks up on the inside. 
changes your life and it changes the people that come into your life too. Absolutely. Well, all of Scarlett's information will be available in the show notes along with mine. Thank you for being with us on this episode of Her Empowered Divorce. If you'd like one-on-one divorce coaching support, sign up for a free consultation with me at HerEmpoweredDivorce.com. Check out episode 79, again, Scarlett's episode on fashion. And then join me for our next episode where we'll dive deeper into other topics that can help you on your separation and divorce journey. Thank you and take care. Thank you for listening to the Her Empowered Divorce Podcast. Remember, divorce doesn't have to be a death sentence. With the right support and guidance, you can move through the process with knowledge, skills, and confidence. And it can also be a time of growth and empowerment. A divorce and empowerment coach is an invaluable member of your divorce team. I help you understand and navigate the process, come to terms with your emotions, avoid costly mistakes, find your true voice, and create an empowered life post-divorce. If you're interested in learning more, schedule a free consultation at HerEmpoweredDivorce.com. And be sure to check out my other episodes of Her Empowered Divorce podcast and resources on my website or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. This will help me reach out to more women in the same space so you are not so alone. I appreciate your support. Until next time, take care and stay empowered.